there's someone out there. No one knows his name. No one knows his face. Oh, no. But now, the most terrifying man in the city carries a badge. Edward. So, James, it's 2021. I don't like it. Send me back. I've just learned it is 20 years since Shrek came out. Oh, man, you're old. We are rotting away, James, slowly. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, and 2021, I mean, that's like, oof. That's like 33 years <laughs> since this. working it out. Working out that math uh, since this incredible film that we're about to discuss. And so this film. Oh, nice, nice, subtle, but good this time. Thank you. Ni- 1988, unless you rented this on Shutter, because apparently it was 2013. <laughs> yeah, 2013 it came out. I'm guessing that was the Arrow release, but they've got a lot of their fucking... Like, that, I showed you Driller Killer, said it was like 2009 or something, and I was yeah, like, is, is, did they weird. remake that shit? Did you... I scrolled to the lit... Cause to pick tonight, because we both... Did you pick Driller Killer? For context, we both got a uh, shudder because it was 99p for three months uh, or 99p a month for three months. I literally scrolled to the bottom to pick the next film and the bottom two, James, Driller Killer right? <laughs> and Attack of the Blood Farmers or whatever the fuck that film oh, was called. Yes, Invasion of the <laughs> Blood yeah, Farmers. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what a film. So uh, also, speaking of bad films, uh, I can confirm that Bruce Campbell said he did this film for the money and that this film is awful. Yes, yeah, he, he did not enjoy this film. I did notice a nice little Evil Dead 2 reunion. Sam Raimi was in this, as was the guy that played Jake. Oh, really? Well, I knew Sam Raimi was in it because he pops up in the St. Paddy's Day bit, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, but well, in the same scene, kind of. When they grab Bruce Campbell and chuck him in the back of the paddy wagon, the cop that arrests him is the guy that plays Jake. The paddy wagon. That's what they call it. So much sense because it was St. Patrick's Day. That's what we do here, James. We oui, we. Oui. <laughs> and also, there is some some other movie royalty attached to this film. Yeah. In the shapes of Larry Cohen. I thought you were going to say Shaft. Well, that as well, but no. Even more important. The writer, director, producer, Larry Cohen of The Stuff. We haven't done The Stuff on air, have we? No, I, I just don't know if it fits. It's, it's a good film. I think it does fit. sometimes do good films. But is it a good film? I mean, it is. It's not bad, actually. But like it's the opening good, film. Bad, it's a good bad film. It. <laughs> yeah. It's a good bad film. <laughs> Unlike this, which was just an average bad film. <sighs> yeah, it was. I mean, the last thing I wrote down was, eh. <laughs> <laughs> that was during the credits. Apparently, if you uh, like get not killed for a few minutes and then brought back to life and are slightly brain damaged because of a lack of oxygen to the brain, you're also now impervious to the lead uh, uh, and yeah. all damage and have superhuman strength. Well, I assume I assume that there were lots of shanks left in his body that deflected the bullets. Should we get into it, James? Your pick for this week, 1988's. Maniac Cop by William Lustig. Yeah. That is a name that no one will remember. (laughs) (laughs) I think he probably worked on Maniac Cop 2 and 3. I think he did. We open on 
an officer, police officer, officer, one of New York's finest, getting dressed. And I don't know, part of it felt like they were maybe trying to be like Giallo-esque, but... Yeah, kind not, of. Not quite good enough. It showed there was like some thought into it, but they basically, it was, it was strange. They freeze-framed several, as, during several moments of him getting dressed to, to hold up a title card. And I'm like, why not just have that appear as he's getting dressed? You don't have to freeze. Stop. So right off the bat, <laughs> they have me um, getting a little bit frustrated. And then on the second shot, they moved the camera ever so slightly to the side and then filmed him putting something on again and then freeze frame. And I was like, well, at least shoot something that looks a little bit different. Change the angle, maybe. But I guess they're, yeah. they're just lazy. Again, I keep saying this recently. I don't know why, but like, again better concept than there is a delivery of this. And especially this, I thought the opening scene past the opening credits that you've just dismantled was actually a pretty cool concept. A girl is attacked by muggers and then runs to the police officer going for help. kicks their ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. She does a great job. She's definitely more competent than the uh, policewoman who is one of the main characters of this film later on. Whose only thing she does is show up and hand Maniac Copper's shotgun. Well, don't worry. She knows how to handle herself. She's um, she, she, she's better. She's better at the range. Um, she <laughs> is very surprised by dead people, though. She screams all the time. And... I know, right? She's an awful police officer. Also, she's really good at shooting. But when maniac cop shows up, she just shoots him in the stomach. That's not true. She has the ability to ricochet shots off the ribs and into his head. Yeah, she says she <laughs> shot him in the head a couple of times. It's Twice. like, well, you, yeah. first of all, you lying. And second of all, he's like I said earlier, he's just a guy that got stabbed, so he should be dead. But I guess they couldn't show us shooting him in the head, right? Probably not. Although there was a headshot in this film, I believe. Yes, there was. There was a really good headshot in it's this film. It's a really good headshot. And I yeah. think that was only achievable because the guy was wearing a hat. Otherwise, I doubt they would have shown it. Again, that was another good scene. There was a couple of good bits in this film. Which is why I think I'm probably going to be a bit generous with the score. It's not going to be high, but it's not going to be low. Because it was like, eh, it was all right. Exactly. Like, I mean, I paused it a couple of times and, like, walked around my house in circles and got some water. It's that type of movie. (laughs) And I was like, I just need five minutes from this and I'll come back to it. (laughs) Which is a shame because it's 83 minutes long. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so yes, Chitley's a bar, she gets chased by who what she describes as a couple of Puerto Rican guys who, yeah, I mean, they were trying to mug her. So, you know, yeah. no good. She then sees a big tall cop and runs up to him, shouting, officer, officer. And he raises her off the ground and snaps her neck like it's a fucking matchstick. Yeah. And then the police the next day show up and bring those two guys and show her the corpse. Yeah, they, they ran out. They've run away from the scene and I guess they caught them somewhere else that wasn't the scene and brought them back to the scene. To be like, look what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Which is strange. And then we we start... Now, this is one of those things where, like, they had a nice shot here where they had people kind of walking down that, that hallway to get to, to the morgue. Mm-hmm. But it went on way too long. And I think they just did that because the shot looked nice. Yeah. But I was like, but it doesn't really pay off to anything. But anyway, the lieutenant and some other guy. The coroner? I've written no, down that. The lieutenant I've just... and someone that was being shit. The coroner? The coroner gave way too much information, was a bit of a dick. Oh, he did. Oh, apparently the coroner was the 
director's actual doctor. Yeah. Imagine your doctor having that mullet. <laughs> I know, that's so impressive. I've also called the lieutenant uh, Halloween 3 because he is the same guy playing the same character from Halloween no 3. <laughs> but yeah, so he he starts to, straight away as well, starts being like, oh, I think this was a cop. I think this was a real cop that did it. And I'm like, wow, right off the bat, he is willing to like accuse his own. Uh, I mean, I wrote down he has like ESP abilities. He figures stuff out way too quickly. Although to be fair, this is jumping ahead a bit. They do set up the obviously that the way Bruce Campbell is like getting dressed and shouting at his wife. They try to set up that he could be the maniac cop, mm-hmm. but he is way too skinny. <laughs> like he is, yeah, buff, but like he's lean. Whereas that maniac cop guy is fucking huge. There's no way they're the same guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. One of them's like eight foot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the ability to hold. A fully grown adult out at arm yeah. stretch and like let them a foot off the ground. So yeah, so what does this guy say? Oh, he says he mentions how like her neck's been snapped like she's been hung, but her larynx has also been crushed, so her head's just yeah. flopping around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like doing all that shit. I bet he's eating a sandwich. Coroners always seem to be eating sandwiches in films. <laughs> yeah, and then they take their coke and just like prop it in the open mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I need one big enough for a big gulp. Look at her mouth, cracks it open. <laughs> he clearly knew what he was doing. He was clearly a professional. Her head's flopping all over the place. I put my coke in it and it spilled it. Can you imagine if you went to the doctor's after seeing this and that dude turned up and you're like, no. nope, send me another one. You can't describe a broken neck. Well, I see what's happened with your leg there, um, with there, Mr. Lee. Um, your leg has gone all floppy. It's it's flapping all over the place. Did I talk to you about about when I watched an episode of Twenty Four Hours in A and E, and about the um, woman who'd lost her baby? No, but this sounds almost as funny, Karen. Well, she was like, "Oh, I had a miscarriage," and it's like, "Okay, that's that's sad." Uh, she was like, "Yeah, I went to the doctor. I had a scan on my baby, and the doctor says to me, "Oh, your baby's fine. It's just that his heart's not beating." So it's not fine then, is it? It's dead. <laughs> what you're saying is, it's dead. What you need to do is, you need to work on how you fucking deliver news, mate. <laughs> you're, yeah. That's, technically, that's <laughs> technically um, your wife is alive. She's just dead. Yeah, technically, she's <laughs> She's fine. not breathing. She's in one piece. She's in one piece. She's, she's mm-hmm. a complete. She's solid. Yeah. It's just that the, the skin is the solid bit underneath all her bones of dust. <laughs> It's just that she swallowed so much concrete. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is the doctor. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. It was so weird. It was such a weird thing to say to someone, to get their hopes up, and then to be like, also it's dead. Well, I guess you could say the opposite happens in this film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks all right. His face is cut up. We're not going to stitch it back together. I thought he was going to be covered in, in like burns. When he was mm-hmm. in the shower, I thought they were going to scold him. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Now we get the the is this the bit with the traffic maniac cop? A young couple drink driving, mm-hmm. and um, the cop gives a little tap a tapper on the on the glass. But they're, mm-hmm. I mean they're a little bit peeved because you know the red light. Apparently this 
cop can also affect the lights. Yeah, I guess so, because the lights hadn't changed. He it also... For too long. I don't know if he speaks, because he's supposed to be, like, brain damaged, yet he knows how to, like, tap on a car, bring someone over, and then make sure that his face isn't showing. Also, where did he get that truncheon thing that it's is like, also a yeah, fucking half knife? Yeah, a on, half a knife. <laughs> I don't know, but I want is it. That, is that a police issue? Yes. In Japan. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that scene was cool, but yeah. a little silly. But also, yeah, so, again... So he, so he drags out, he gets the boyfriend to go out, who's the driver, and he kind of like gestures where to stand in front of the car with the headlight lumps on. And then, yeah, he pulls out his truncheon and then behind him slides out a big blade but it looks like he slaps the guy around the face a couple of times with, yeah, with, know, with right? the baton, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then maybe then somehow slices his neck. But then there's like really thin, see-through looking blood lands on the yeah, fucking windscreen. So he then grabs him and he launches him over at the car and he smashes Without him. looking at the ca- I just punched the exercise bike. Without looking at the camera, he launches in. Because obviously we don't want to see his face yet. We need to save that for the end of the film. And he's that strong as well. That he yeah. can throw him behind him. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, he smashes the windscreen and there's just this weak ass blood. That's like basically if someone's got a little bit of, yeah, just food dye on water. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it wasn't good. They needed Sam Raymond. And then the woman inside the car speeds off and it looks like she, like, I mean, obviously the guy rolls off, this body rolls off the thing, but it looks like maybe he might have been alive and she finished him off. It <laughs> I mean, the way that he was flopping around on the car and on the floor made yeah. me think that he wasn't actually dead. <laughs> but I don't think that's the only time that... Well, yeah, I looked at the goose for this. I never noticed it happen. Maybe I was writing a note, but um, apparently one of the dead bodies moves out of the way for someone. <laughs> yeah, and the, the girl on the on like the mortuary, uh, mortuary bed like moves her foot at one point. Oh, my God. Um, also, another goof from that scene, a boom shot is seen in the camera as well. Brilliant. Rookie mistake. <laughs> uh, where do we go next? Do we meet Commissioner Shaft? Yeah, so we go to Commissioner Shaft, who really shafts the lieutenant mm-hmm. over his theory. The lieutenant really thinks it's an officer, and the commissioner yeah. wants to do nothing but hide it. But the lieutenant... Now, considering that he doesn't really know much about this, there's just been a dead person and a couple of guys have claimed it was a policeman. He's saying he will kill again. Yeah, he, he seems to be an expert. Like, he's been studying him for years. Yeah, he's like, he'll kill again. And also, he's somebody within the department, probably someone that's been to, like, see a psychiatrist. And then yeah. Shaft is like, didn't you try to kill yourself, mate? yeah. Yeah, yeah. He um he really lacks any kind of tact. He's like, well, you're an, a taller white guy, and you you try to kill yourself. Why'd you fucking try to do that, you dumbass? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you still fucked up. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you know, after your partner died, didn't you try to kill yourself? I discharged my. Although, weapon. to be fair to Commissioner Shaft, I don't think this is a very good policeman. Even though he's got superhuman ESB abilities, he then. He's told one thing, which is don't don't have it like leave the department. Only we should know about this. And he instantly breaks that rule. But I, I'm just going to put it out there as well that there there is this kind of weird telepathic thing in that office, though. That say no one knows who Jack's girlfriend is. Yeah. 
and then suddenly everyone knows who Jack's girlfriend is. Uh, also, there's a series of coincidences in this film that are really annoying. Somebody working within the department whose girlfriend is helping them out. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, that was frustrating. So then... This death's pretty good. Yeah, so a cop grabs a guy trying to get into his car. Mm-hmm. A maniac cop, let's say. <laughs> grabs someone trying to get <laughs> into his car. If I was to describe him. Slams him up against the car and like starts cuffing him. Mm-hmm. And then the dude just like run like the guy handcuffed just runs away. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this guy's supposed to be really strong. He does a really good move, which is presses all the buzzers on the fucking uh In apartment building with his face. He just yeah. like, mashes his face into it. Like, Help! Like, that's definitely like, oh, how you get COVID. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> At least the fucking police officer was wearing gloves. But it's in uh, New York, so no one really cares. And they're like, yeah. fuck off, mate, and go die. So he does that. But for some reason, he turns around, and now his hands are covered in blood. Yeah, that's I can nice. only assume this maniac cop has filled the handcuffs with razor blades. He also runs to the thing, looks over, maniac cop's there, smashes his face, looks back, maniac cop's gone. Then he just like goes around a corner and trips and falls into some wet cement. And the maniac Space cop is first. just there. It's just and just holds him into the cement, which was a nice, well, was a there's nice kill. Special abilities that you get through being um, a very a tall, heavy, brain dead cop, which is the ability to just appear and disappear at, at will. He gets smothered into the into oh, yeah. cement. And then we see the next morning and they're like digging him out with like a, a pneumatic drill. <laughs> That was nice. And now Halloween 3 goes on a date with a newsreader and literally hands her a file of all of the information, which is a lot, a big file considering yep. this has only been two days. Like he gives, yeah, he gives her all the information. This scene, and he I, is such a catch that this beautiful newsreader is just like falling over his, like tripping over at his feet. Yeah. Like, I mean, he is. He is phew, He's a cat. She's probably seen Halloween 3 and knows that he's <laughs> really cool. Oh, and apparently people respect the cops at this point. And I wrote that down because that surprised me that in the 80s, people respected the cops in New York. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. seen the Warriors. <laughs> Are there cops in the Warriors? I don't know. People come out to play, but I think the idea is that there are lots of gangs, so they don't, they don't like the police. So in the next scene... A woman's car breaks down. But I'd just like to make uh, a note of what she's listening to on the radio, Mm. which is a news report from this news reporter talking about uh, an inside source at the the police station has told her about a killer on the loose who dresses like a police officer. One of the finest. And then coincidentally, she will be joined by the lead detective in charge of this who's going to be on her show to talk to her about it. So it's like, hmm, I wonder who leaked to the press. <laughs> well, she did say, can I, can I quote you on this? And he said, yes, you have, you have my word. Like, I'll, I'll do anything I need. Fine. Because, because I've tried now for a day, a day to get through to my commissioner. <laughs> and Shaft is not having any of it. But like the fact that she's like, he's anonymous. But also, that, that's not even the stupidest thing in this scene. It's probably the stupidest thing in the scene. This woman's like, why is it my car starting? And it's like, that fucking thing is on fire. <laughs> like, there's so much stuff coming out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, this scene was good, though. Um, I like this, yeah. So she's listening to um, to the report. 
And as she's driving along, and she's trying to figure out what's going on with her smoking car. A cop car pulls up behind to help her, but starts at quite a distance away. Which yeah. Might seem suspicious. Maybe he didn't want to be blown up with the car. Well, just so when he gets out. Yeah. <laughs> just so that when he gets out, basically, his head is cut off by the wind mirror, essentially. Yeah, but you could clearly see from like the body type and the way that he was walking that it's not the same dude. But I think we're supposed to know that. She doesn't have a clue. Yeah. And she starts faffing around in her purse trying to get something of importance when the cop just gently taps on the window like we've seen before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And she does a a fairly reasonable thing, I think, which is pulls the gun out and, and, and blows his brains out. Brilliant. It was such a good shot as well, watching his head explode. Yeah. <laughs> of course, really nice. Like, a massive squib in the cap, just blasting it out. Could have done with a bit more blood. Yeah, it's a pretty good headshot, though. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's probably one of the better effects in this movie. There's not that really that many effects. There's a lot of fight seeing the aftermath afterwards. Yeah. They clearly saved a lot of money on this, effects-wise. Yeah. Though to be, so when I was watching it, because I didn't know how much it cost before, but when I was watching it, I was like, it looks like they got a reasonable budget here. And I, I mean, I think they had a reasonable budget for a low budget film. Yeah. But like everything looked nice. And especially the version that we're looking at, it was nicely graded. Yeah. The sound mix wasn't awful for the most part. And at some points was like just some very questionable choices. I didn't know. I, I mean, I, did you watch it with headphones? No. The questionable oh, I... choices were during the shanking scene. Oh yeah. That was a weird scenario. The music was, uh, I didn't hate the music, but it had this weird, like, child noise in it if you know what i mean the kind of if you've seen the original <laughs> it no but like like a child's toy like a jack-in-the-box kind of noise it kind of, sort of reminded me of the I music from it, it which makes sense because he preys on children whereas this is just some fucking guy <laughs> also yeah. i could like spoilers for later on but i could have sworn he was undead but he's not um that's not until later on apparently in the series and I only ever saw two. And when Bruce Campbell was killed off in the first 10 minutes, I was like, I'm not going to watch this. Well, considering he, spoilers for later, considering he spends like 12 hours, I assume, at, at the bottom of a, of, a, of the sea <laughs> and then raises his hand up. You, you With a pole like through might, his chest. Yeah, you feel like he might be undead. Yeah, I mean, he has to be. He could, how many times did he get shot? A point blank range in the stomach and just walk it off. Yeah. 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 For a guy who... And get impaled by a fucking sailing mast. Yeah, all he did was get stabbed up and now he's got superhuman powers. Maybe he is always undead. Arguably for someone that was both a dickhead because he killed a lot of people and revered by all cops because he killed a lot of people. He was a great cop, fantastic guy. A little trigger happy. Great yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a bit where they ask Bruce Campbell if he knows about him and he's like... uh, I've heard of him. He's way before my time. And then later on, when they go to the St. Patrick's Parade, Bruce Campbell is just like, oh my God, whatever his name is, loved this, loved the parade. It was his favourite thing of the year. It's like, how the fuck do you know that? You said you <laughs> saw, you vaguely know who he is earlier. After that cop gets killed, they then cut back to the commissioner who's now talking to the captain. And the captain's mm-hmm. like, damn, it had to happen four weeks before my retirement. They're like, this case is costing us um, like three million dollars a day or something and i'm like no one's doing any research into this guy except one lieutenant that no one believes who seems to have figured it out already i don't know how including bruce campbell's wife okay here we go here we go now we're getting into the main plot yeah 
So Bruce, and, and this is a quarter of the way through my notes. So yeah, Bruce Campbell's wife is saving newspaper clippings of this maniac oh, cop. Sorry, before, yeah. I just want to mention, obviously Halloween 3 leaked to the press. There's a police officer going around who's a murderer. So it's his fault that that guy got his head fucking blown off. I wrote good oh, yeah. work Halloween 3. Yeah, well played. <laughs> well played, LT. So yeah, so Jack is talking about how he's got to be work. Sorry, Ash, um, formerly known as Jack, is talking about how he has to be working late and he's in there putting on his officer's uniform. His uh-huh. wife is saving the newspaper clippings of all these things that are mm-hmm. happening from this maniac cop. And then Jack's wife is saying, like, oh, why do you have to keep working nights? Why do you have to keep working nights? You've been waking up screaming and you won't talk about what you're doing. And we're like, oh, God. He's definitely the killer. He's de- he, like at this point, he he looks like it might be. He looks like he could be the right build if you look at him. Like if he wears a lot of padding, they both got chin. Apparently, they okay. So that was a trivia thing. Apparently, both of those actors have had the nickname the chin. Yeah, I mean Bruce Campbell has a famously large chin, but the other guy has a mild deformity. I'd say. I'd say he's got a large body, which would mean that his chin would be bigger than average. Well, he's got a disease called cherubism, which is why his face looks like that. I thought that was because he was stabbed up. I mean, the scars are, but the shape of his jaw is his natural ailment, I should say. I don't know how to say it. Uh, If you Google pictures of the man, he doesn't look... He has a distinctive look, I'd say. Oh, wow, yeah. So he looks kind of how Simon Cowell looks in present day. Yeah, except uh, he was naturally like that and didn't have pay money to look like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That has a very square jaw. I know, right? He looks like he's got so much Botox. Yeah, he does. That's I thought maybe he did something like that, but no, he's got a cherubism, apparently. I can see why people call him the chin, but he's more the jaw (laughs) than the chin. Exactly. The jaw. Bruce Campbell and him are identical, James. They are. They're the same person. His his wife is like, why do you have to keep working late nights? And he's being kind of shifty and making up excuses about how everyone's come down with this flu. There's this virus going around. And then he leaves and a woman calls on the phone and says, why does Jack keep killing people? He's going out again to kill people. So I thought that potentially, because he talked about therapy, I thought potentially his wife was insane. Yeah, same. But then they obviously reveal later on that she's not insane and that phone call really did happen. Yeah. Yeah, how long has she been having these calls? Yeah, how long has the maniac cop and this other woman been working on getting him to be a scapegoat? I guess since the first kill. So two days ago. Yeah, because now there are three kills. That woman has a lot of newspaper clippings. For something that started two days ago. So one of those days worth of killing, she wouldn't even have those newspaper clippings for yet, unless she can jump forward in time. Uh, She's got several diary entries as well about this. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) But she does have nothing to do. But she claimed that she sleeps a lot. Where does she keep getting all these newspapers from? I mean, I guess, I guess, like, it's, it's, it's the fucked up time frame and that this actually took place over weeks. Yes. But it's been two days. Yeah. So on the end of the second day, she follows him. She grabs, goes into her drawer and pulls out a gun mm-hmm. and goes outside and stalks him 
quite clearly. There's a thing where people don't know they're being followed in this movie, no matter how obvious you or avert you're being. And he, she follows him like I guess like one block down to a motel. He was really lazy. Called the budget motel. And it was a budget. I made a point, a point of it because someone called it a shithole later on, but um, it didn't look that bad. It seemed to have multiple rooms in this motel. As far as I know, you in a motel, you've got one main room and then like a bathroom, whereas mm. this had a living room space, a mm. bathroom, and a separate bedroom well, that, for a budget motel. That, that sounds lovely. Not bad. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. My name is Earl. Would have loved that. Maybe he was in the like presidential suite. Yeah. <laughs> Of the budget motel. <laughs> or maybe they needed to have a cleaner find the body. So the co- I bet money, I bet money, James, that it's actually a cupboard that they go into and then film in another room. And then film in that same room. Yeah, probably. I hope so. <laughs> um, so they come across another cameo here when she goes up to the front desk. And is, is that the director? I believe so, yes. I believe so. That is um, Billy Lustig. Good old Lustig. Old, old Bill Boy. Yeah, it just gives her a key. You just give some random person a key to uh, some like, random... Yeah, I want to, like, up there, that's the room that I want the key for. Yeah, and he's just Two like, yeah, 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 no problem. Surely he would know that someone else... So, technically, James, there's three keys to that hotel room. Yes, yeah. Because that woman's already, already in. in. Bruce Campbell had a key, and now his wife went to reception and got another and key. And I wonder how often he stays there if he just automatically has the key. Because otherwise, right? like, it would be pretty suspicious if he went and got the key. Also, he was really quick in there as well, because by the time she was right behind him, got the key, went upstairs, and he was already being spooned naked. Um. Yeah. He's uh. He works quick <laughs> but i've seen him getting dressed or at least a police officer getting dressed and it takes a very long time well yeah that's the freeze frame yeah, every time he has to button. keep freezing every time he always thinks about what he's doing after he's done a button <laughs> <laughs> um so then yeah his wife goes into the room and he finds yeah ash is being a bad man and she threatens him with a gun yeah and then pelts it out and knocks over the lamp and then runs straight into the arms of another man oh did she knock over the lamp she does yeah oh i didn't notice that that's interesting yeah i guess that's the was it the same room i guess that's to throw us off as a viewer because because then when the cleaner comes in and picks up the lamp yeah also what would have had to have happened next just before we get into this she runs out goes down the street and then like a a police arms like shove themselves out of a car door and pull her in yeah and then we cut to the cleaning lady going in the cleaning lady goes in the next morning and discovers bruce campbell's wife with a throat slit so bruce campbell and that woman would have had to have i guess they'd left and then hadn't used any of the hand towels maniac maniac came in went to reception got holding a dead body got a key yeah went went in and just left the body on the on the thing. Hey, I'm I'm here for that police orgy. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't talk. Um, ignore the scarring. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, or did she still have the key on her? Uh, potentially, but they obviously were planning how this. They he... obviously knew. Yeah. But how do they know what hotel they were staying in? That's not in the computer and... records. 
well, they stalk, I guess they stalked them for some reason. For someone who's like quote unquote brain dead, he does a lot of scheming. Well, I, th- I think it might be the other one that does the scheming. True, but also he hides, but he's shit at it as well because then they, they frame Bruce Campbell and then the only person that can clear him, Maniac Cop goes to kill her, but then that would clear Bruce Campbell because then obviously Bruce Campbell's not the Maniac Cop if the Maniac Cop is still killing people. Yes, unless he can make it look like a suicide. She snapped her own neck with her own hands. <laughs> she hated her job and so much. And put giant Mickey Mouse gloves on her. <laughs> when did he lose his glove, by the way? Um, was that a scene oh, that I missed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's at the pier that's definitely falling apart. So that will come in handy later when we know that it's, this place is falling apart. So they took the glove off and she kissed his hand. Oh, his latex-filled okay. hand. I have a theory, James that the only reason this film ends in a pier is because the year previous Robocop had come out and they wanted to have a cool location like that. I have a theory that in the script, he was originally going to be buried by a collapsing building. Yeah, probably. But they didn't have the budget for it, so they hit him with a piece of timber. (laughs) So they just drove him into the wood instead because they mentioned it twice very specifically yeah, about they do, how yeah. this building this that pier is falling apart and they're going to tear it down shortly that recurring character of that uh, security guard who doesn't seem to notice maniac cop going in and out but he gets run over at the end it's so brutal yes. man <laughs> <laughs> um, so we come in to um, so the cleaner comes in and finds Ellen Jack's wife with mm-hmm. a throat slit I yeah. think I got most people's names in this. As nice. I did it. Um, so well done. <laughs> I've got Maniac Cop, Ash, who's now called Jack, Prostitute Cop, and Ho- Ho- and Halloween 3, and Shaft, and uh, Commissioner Shaft. Commissioner Shaft. So yeah, so she's got her throat slit, and it's a nice shot. Mm-hmm. And then the captain decides to interrupt the squad meeting, I guess the next day, or maybe that day, that morning and calls out Jack and takes him to the very discreet area of the corridor and says, so your wife's dead. She's had a throat slit from ear to ear. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, buddy. That's not how you deliver this news. And he's like, so it was definitely you, you murdering bastard. Arrest him. What is the context? Because he has an alibi, which is the other police lady. He was banging the police lady. But why does he not? Use that instantly because it would look bad on another police lady because he was married. So <laughs> it looks worse on him. And other uh, police lady was playing a lady of the night, so then she's actually sleeping around with people in her work as like and her daytime. Then it doesn't look great, but still, it probably looks better than multiple murders. Yeah. yeah, and the murder of his wife. Yeah, I'll be honest, I would have used that get out of jail card straight away yeah but also the j- get out of jail card would be like oh i have an alibi i was with another police officer in that hotel room all night <laughs> then i left and now there's a dead body in there yeah um in fact you can speak to her but let's keep it a closed circle of everyone in the police force and then you can confirm it and it, well they'll know telepathically is, is what happened. yeah so yeah so then um ellen who's ellen ellen is his wife Oh, sorry, Ellen's the dead wife. Damn it, I knew the names. Um, so they're interrogating <laughs> him. They're, the 
captured. Did you confuse Jack whoever. with Ellen? <laughs> yeah, they're they're interrogating Jack, and they're saying that Ellen wrote about her suspicions, and they also had like all of the evidence that they're just thumbing through. Mm-hmm. That they've, I guess they've gone and raided his house this morning. I guess so, because they're one hundred. Because they found out that he was that she was dead, and they automatically were like, "Yeah, he definitely did it." Then came back to work the next day at the police force. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not great cops because, again, jumping ahead a little bit for later on when the maniac cop shows up in the police station. And just like kills everyone, and Bruce Campbell gets free, and they and he's walking around clean, holding a yeah. gun, and another police officer like, "What have you done, you son of a bitch?" And people are like hanging from the ceiling, people yeah. are like fucking like, heads are smashed through up. walls, like, and you think Bruce Campbell did that? Doors and windows have been smashed up. Yeah, yeah, like, his hands are totally clean. Also, this maniac cop guy, like, we've seen his superhuman strength. We could say it was a special type of strength, but we don't do that in 2021. Where he'd lifted up a woman and crushed her, and then, like... That we after see he the... was stroking the bunny. <laughs> yeah, uh, George. And then um, we see, like, the onslaught of the police station. But when he fights uh, Halloween 3, he really has to beat the shit out of him to kill him. And it's like, how are you struggling to kill this weak old man? Well, he can take a hit. Plus, that room has more filing cabinets than you've ever seen in a single room. So he's got a lot of things to block. After he's been beaten by a crutch as well, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he takes a beating from a walking (laughs) stick. While that woman's, like, inner dialogue screams out loud. That woman just talks. And then there's a police officer later on who does the same thing. He's just constantly talking. And it's just like, come on. Obviously, that's not in the script. They would like, just wing it. (laughs) <laughs> the cop who's just like oh it's padding st paddington's day and i'm stuck here with you oh just my luck and he just oh keeps well i guess talking. what we'll do is we're gonna keep talking until we get to the edge of this corridor <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> they're interviewing him and he's denying it they've got yeah. his wife's uh diary full of all the newspaper clipping if anything his wife might be the killer to be honest with you yeah she's pretty obsessed and then the lawyer comes in and they're like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? You say, whoa, he freely spoke to us. They're like, get the fuck out. The lawyer sits down. He's like, so you're the murderer. What we're going to do is we're going to say that you didn't have full mental capacity when you killed these people. And he's like, whoa, 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 I'm not the murderer. <laughs> Let's start at that level and then we'll build up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hit lawyer. Because Halloween 3 seems to think he's innocent instantly, but... Yeah. They leave him locked up. I don't know if it's for publicity. I think everyone likes to jump to conclusions in this film. Yeah. And then they just stick with their guns. I think he's dead. I think he got shanked to death. The coroner's like, I think he's dead. Probably dead. You know, they're not, the bodies normally just get buried. Actually, no, no. Yep, I looked it up in the one file in this, in this drawer. <laughs> Turns out he was given to someone. <laughs> oh, also, maybe not dead. So yeah, so the lawyer finds out that Jack has an alibi, but that he won't use his alibi. Mm-hmm. Um, the lieutenant is again saying that he thinks Jack is innocent and speaks to Jack, and and Jack again says, "Look, I've been banging, I've been banging a a, a woman cop. I, let's give it a week, and if this guy hasn't been caught, 
then I'll, I'll use it. Also, you won't, probably wouldn't need to give it a week like, uh, because the killer would still keep killing and Bruce Campbell will obviously not be the killer. Yeah, but also the fact that he's not talking means that they're going to stop looking, which means that Bruce Campbell's like adding, going to be adding bodies. Yeah. Uh, so then they find out that it's Theresa Mallory that they need to speak to. And that's who Jack's banging. And we go to see her. And she is working the streets. This scene I thought was pretty cool. A guy's yeah. trying to be like, hey, how much love? And she's like, oh, you know, how much, what whatever. For? Mm. Let me entrap you into this. And then he's like, you police officer? And she's like, maybe. You got it, buddy. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, she's so cool. She's such a talented person. And then she walks around the corner. Lights her cigarette and sees an officer. And she's like, oh, hey, I'm on duty. Don't bust me. Yeah, I'm not really. And then, yeah, he uh, slaps her around. No, he grabs her by the throat and throws her down. Yeah. And then she starts unloading lead into his chest. At point blank range. Yeah. And sometimes her head. Out of nowhere, Halloween 3 shows up. And I swear he's got like a magnum. Well, he's been looking. He was out there looking for her because he was told where she'd be. He also drink drives a lot, this guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well it's tough times man everyone thinks you're trying to kill them yeah. you turn up with like beer breath at least they think you might miss your shot or something so yeah so he turns up pulls into the alleyway because he hears the shots and like, mm-hmm. echo locates where it came from <laughs> with and his then, ESP like, ability yeah. I think he might be daredevil you know <laughs> <laughs> and then he just starts firing off at this guy as well who then battens his the gun out of his hand and sends him does he send him flying or does he just run? I can't really remember. I don't know why Maniac Cop bleeds, because they both run out of bullets. Well, and he's clearly bulletproof. Yeah, so Maniac Cop is like throwing the gun throwing the gun to the side and like beat his hand. And then he ran over to get the gun, picked it up, kept Oh, he up. cut his hand, didn't he? Because he's got a slice oh, on it. Because he's like, How did you cut your hand? And he's like shaving. <laughs> yeah, shaving 14 stitches, shaving. <laughs> I'm really bad. And then if because I'm pretty sure they unloaded all their bullets and then he looked down at the gun and he looked up and he's gone. Yeah, basically. Like, if you're a maniac cop, that's the moment where you kill both of them. Yeah, because you're literally a maniac and also you're apparently indestructible. And they are the only two people that have seen you now. <laughs> we didn't see the maniac's face. No. They refuse to show us that. No. Uh, we get to see it later on. Yeah. I also appreciate that the... Very briefly. Uh, the coroner guy is just like, um, they were like, oh, you know, what did you do after he was stabbed up? He's like, we just chuck him in the ground, mate. We don't fix him up. But yeah, we don't even the when they're alive, you don't take them to the fucking, like, yeah. doctor that's on site to be like, this guy needs help, man. He was brain dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was brain dead. There's nothing you can do at that point. Oh, wait, how did you know he was fucking brain mastermind. dead? Did, he have, guess... did you have, like, brainwave equipment at your fucking office in the thing? He got an account and he couldn't count. And they're like, that's it. Off to pasture. Yeah, you're done, mate. Get out of here. Okay, so now they go for a drink in the bar where they don't drink their drinks and then order another double and Mm. then call the taxi to go. I was very upset about this. He just started a tab and then the waitress comes over again. He's like, it's last orders. And he's like, well, I've another another round double all right let's leave notice that happens a lot in films that does that in jurassic park they get delivered that delicious looking food at that one in one scene and and they don't eat any of it 
I imagine because it's a pain in the ass if, for continuity if you started eating it. Mm. So yeah, he says to her, like, you, you have to go to mine because you'll be safe there. I'm going to keep on looking. I can't remember when the woman came up in conversation who had a, who walked with a cane. Maybe oh, now. Oh, because he, uh, yeah, so he asked her, is there anyone, someone on the inside knew about your relationship? Is there anyone? She said, no, no one. Is mm. there anyone at all? Think really hard. She said, well, there is this one very like um memorable looking person <laughs> who has um like a, a crushed leg and walks around with a cane and drags her foot yeah <laughs> you might have seen her and now that you jog my memory i did tell her about it for some reason yeah of all people to tell the one who was plotting to kill you yeah, the, the the one with like social issues that can't yeah. speak to people and hide. She said something about how her dad was on the force. So I was just like, okay, then Maniac Cop's going to be her dad. But no, that is irrelevant information. Maniac Cop is not her dad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now Halloween 3 goes to see her. Suspicious limp woman that I wrote, whose name I found out later is Miss Noland. I didn't get the first name. Christopher Noland. Mm, Christina Nolan. <laughs> he does a good Columbo move here, though. He talks to her for a bit, and then he does that whole, you know, like when you walk away and you go like, "Oh wait, one more thing," and he like drops the name of uh, someone or something and trips her. Of up. her, he mentions her. Yes. Um, and then she's like, "Oh, dear God, no!" Is he? And he said, "But she's okay. Oh, good, good. But she's very suspicious." So he yes. decides to follow her, bumper yeah. to bumper. Yeah, <laughs> driving down empty roads, road after road. She and also she doesn't see him in the car, but she sees him in the pitch black and almost shoots him. Yeah, when she like jumps around, is like, "What's that noise?" Bang! Almost shoots him, and then here's a cat, and is like, "Oh, I guess it was a cat." Also, she's a clerk. Why does she have a gun? I think she was an actual police officer. She can't. Well, I, I mean, fine. I mean, she had a police <laughs> uniform on, but she did. She did purely clerical. Things from what I understood, she, like people filled out the forms and she operated that computer. Or maybe she just had a gun on her because she knew she was being sketchy. She is sketchy. I did notice that when she left the police office before Halloween three chases her, a police officer is going in and gives her a dirty look, like who is this person? It's like how do you not know that she fucking works there? Like yeah. how have you never seen her before? She works it, it, like you must have to go into that room where she's, she's the, the only with person, the only computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's broken or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's got all these green lines in it. Have you, they haven't invo- invented Control Alt Delete yet, so I don't know how to get out of this program. <laughs> I haven't tried unplugging it. I'm too terrified. <laughs> what if it sucks me in? Mind warp. Sorry, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, so he follows her through, and then she comes across Matt, who's the police officer, sat down in the darkness um, yeah. at this like dilapidated pier. And um, she holds his hand and she's saying, I thought you would just kill the dealers and junkies, not not innocents. And then takes his glove off and kiss his, kisses his like latex covered hand, which doesn't <laughs> look that good. No. And I guess she keeps the glove at that point. Well, because she must still be holding it because when she turns around to shoot at the guy and when she turns back, Matt is gone. Yeah, she gets really jumpy and shooty. And then there's that... What feels like an expositional comment, like conversation back and forth with the security guard that didn't clock him nor her driving in earlier, but definitely catches him now. He's like, you can't take a pee anywhere. Uh, well, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm taking a leak. He's like, do you always take a leak with your gun out? You'll blow your balls off. 
it's there's great loads man. of great lines like that but yes you're right he didn't notice any of them go in also i'm sure that woman could easily catch up to him and be like you're the guy yeah, she's got quite a limp uh, true <laughs> but he waits around for quite a bit and also the security guards there did he not hear the gun firing? The several shots that were fired, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you would have heard, maybe that woke him up and he was like, huh. <laughs> Must be that cat again. Yeah. <laughs> it is New York. And then he turns <laughs> around and sees Jason punch a guy's head off into a bin. <laughs> so then the lieutenant goes to work researching Matt, and he's that's when he's chatting with um this other file guy clerical dude i love that the politicians keep getting the blame no specific person gets named but the politicians the politician well also because she says like so when she's chatting with matt she's like oh then you can get back to work with killing the commissioner and the mayor and we never meet the mayor i don't think no like that could have been a good goldie wilson exactly (laughs) i i also like the, the like oh there's a mystery he had a girlfriend who was really nice and then she tried to kill herself and now she's a crippled woman maybe you've met her in the previous scene it's all coming together this film is like it is so expositional it just dumps information on your lap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i mean the, the bit where it comes up later when they go towards the pier and she's describing the pier and how she knows about it and i'm just like we know where to go just tell them you know where to go okay how did she know about the pier? She's never been there, and as well, far as I know, wasn't told it to her. Apparently, oh, did he? Fuck. Yeah. Also, she gets into that police car, pulls out the shotgun, loads the shotgun, so the shotgun was unloaded. Goes into the crime scene. Then the other police officer who was with her enters with a shotgun. So that guy has two shotguns in his car. <laughs> yeah. Also, on like on non-prostitute days, she does her hair and makeup as a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bold choice, bold choice, officer. That's why she is Darren's prostitute cop in my book. Um, <laughs> so now we get a cool scene, James. It's probably your favourite scene ever. The, the film sort of turns into Ricky O a bit. He goes, we see the flashbacks of him being put into prison, in a prison, and it's pretty cool, actually, like him walking down. It reminded yeah. me of The Cell, which is a really good Punisher issue, where they're all like, hang on, that's the fucking guy. Like... And yeah, then, and and they discussed it in the episode in the like scene just before it, where they're like, "Yeah, they locked him up in Sin something." Sin Sing, Sin Sing, Sing Sing. Sorry, Sing Sing. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, they locked him up in Sing Sing with like all the guys that he put away." And then yeah, it's got this really nice like dolly track shot going going down past all the jail cells with everyone mm-hmm. like glaring at him and and like making threatening gestures. And then it cuts to him having a nice hot shower. Mate, he fucks these guys up that come after him. Yeah, they try to like they they try to oz him. His his uh, like main move is grab them and smash their head into the wall. Yeah, I don't know how he they all got up. up. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm pretty sure they all have brain damage. They maybe he brain somebody in the face as well, which like they coughed he, up a few teeth. Yeah, he created like three supervillains by brain deadening all of them and then one of them manages to get up behind him and stab him in yeah. the back shank him good so he falls down and then they like zorro he basically his face dies straight away as he gets stabbed as all um, people do in in real in horror films one yeah. stab and you're dead but and yeah especially I, in this film as well the the mask of zorro gets in with a across the face yeah they carve up his money maker 
And yeah. it looks it looks it looks pretty cool. It does look cool. Instantly ruined by the shot of the water going down the sink, a la Psycho, and then the blood mixing in with the water, a la the exact same shot from Psycho. But it wasn't really very bloody. Oh yeah, but then when it fades over the next shot, so in Psycho, that's a very famous shot because the shot of the water and the plug is perfectly over the eye. Mm. Whereas this time, it was like sort of on the corner of the screen and his eye was lit up somewhere else on the screen. So <laughs> you fucked that shot up, didn't you? It was too hard. It, it was a nice shot, him laying there thinking about him being murdered and just seeing his one eye. Like that yeah. was a really nice shot. But they overlaid the the sink thing or the plug hole in the wrong bit of the screen. It just looked <laughs> stupid. And again, like the blood just needs to be thicker. That's a big it issue. Was, for me. Yeah, it looked like it looked the wrong color and everything. It was yeah. yeah. It, it looked watered down. It was, it's so weird because it's like that could have been a good bit, but you fucked it. You fuck you, yeah. you fucked the landing on that one. The biggest thing about that scene in the shower mm-hmm. is that they decided to do it all in slow-mo. Yeah. Bad slow-mo mm-hmm. with the weirdest sound. What was the sound, James? It was like, you could hear. <laughs> But it made no sense to what was happening. Yeah. And it was like, it was like the sound was slowed down to 10x instead of like the half speed that they were doing. They, they just played like slow-mo porn. Yeah, basically, yeah. Of Bastard. a naked, sweaty man kneeing people in the face. No, I did that as well. I used that when I was in sixth form and I did like a horror film. I used slow-mo porn for audio and it worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> creepy as fuck they asked you to leave the school <laughs> like, please and you stop filming your own porn in here and then slowing it down so now no one believes that Cordell is alive even though there's like evidence there's proof essentially because he's yeah. seen him and then he goes into the records thing for some reason and then he doesn't sneaks tell up anyone he doesn't tell anyone that both him and another officer have seen this guy that they've shot at him and that he's yeah. disappeared yeah because if they had, that's a great testament from two trusted police officers. Also, it's New York City, and they fired many rounds into one in one alleyway, and no one in the nearby area called the police to be well, like, "There's a lot of guns being fired around here." Again, it's New York City. It's yeah. an alleyway. There's gonna be there's gonna be bullets. Next week, Batman's parents will go in there. <laughs> I did see something the other day where they were like, "You know what? I don't I don't really feel." I, like, I don't really feel bad for Batman's parents. It's quite stupid of them to go down that dark alley at night. That's literally called Crime Alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember why he goes into that room. Maybe because he's, like, going to try to arrest that woman and then she's not there. But then she managed to sneak up on him pretty well. Oh, yeah. I think maybe he goes to confront her mm. or to check more information out on the computer. But yeah, considering she makes a scraping sound everywhere she goes and uses a cane to walk. Like fucking uh, the crazies. Him and yeah. was just like jabbing at his gut with a blunt end of a walking stick. She did a lot of damage cat. to him with that fucking thing. And then doesn't she like run away and then walk straight in? Oh, he smashes through that window and pulls her in, doesn't he? Well, no, no. So she runs away after like he grabs the cane off of her. She runs away and then like bumps into the dude hanging from the ceiling by his neck with a belt. 
and then he comes back um, and then she she's talking to him as she's like running through the hallways being like he's here he's here and then he bursts through and grabs the cop grabs her and pulls her through the bad cop the killer with, cop the maniac the cop minor scene where he's yes. in prison talking to Bruce Campbell with the woman and then he's like oh, I'll, yeah I will leave you two alone for a minute and that's when he goes to get um... and at that point everyone's alive yes all the guards are alive and then two minutes later there are 15 dead bodies everyone in the police station is dead <laughs> except like two other officers three I think they come back in later on. I think they come in from outside because they're also not dressed like police. Um, they're not sure. Oh, so we should say this is when Maniac Cop kills Halloween 3. He oh, beats God. the fuck out of him. Bruce Campbell and yeah. Teresa escape. And he Ash goes, you go start Teresa the car up. to get the car. Yeah. And then Halloween 3 joins them in the car, but he hasn't got time because the lift's out. So he jumps out. The, he's thrown out of the window by Maniac Cop. <laughs> he takes a shortcut. And she screams like she's she screams again. It's just like, mate, you're the worst police officer. Yeah, she came out the cell and there was a dude just like leaning up against the bars and she tried to talk to him. And that was quite nice. She opened the cell door and then he just tips over and she screams and then she turns. And she doesn't see that his face was embedded in the metal bar as well. And and again, another kill by slamming someone's face into something. You would have heard that. Yeah. You would have heard that. You probably would have heard the dude being like strangled by his belt and tied to a ceiling, which she then bumps into <laughs> also, and screams. On the same set of doors, I believe, where she pushed the thing over, just to her right, there was a man who was hung by uh, like handcuffs. Oh, handcuffs, yeah. 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 Up to in, the up bars. In, up against of the, the bars. same yeah. thing that she was just standing at. How did she not notice him hanging there? Did she like poke him and be like, oi? <laughs> Wake up, buddy. She is an <laughs> awful cop. No, she's awful. I mean, when she gets stuck with that guy and then takes her ages to figure out he's probably got the keys to these handcuffs on him. After she drags him the whole way down. Yeah, so Maniac Cop kills Halloween 3, throws him out the window, mm-hmm. then Ash runs up to that window <laughs> to yeah. look outside, and then the, a detective pulls a gun on him. Ash is very surprised when he turns around. He screams. Yeah. And then a very weird thing happens. He's like, I'm going to call for backup. And then looks down at the phone next to the dead body and then picks up the wrist and then screams. That I think because he dead. went to pick up the phone back so he, he touched the dead body. First. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. And I, I paused and rewound it because I saw there's something written on the phone. And I thought, oh, maybe there's a message for him on the, on the phone. <laughs> I was like, nope. But like, yeah, she's there playing his day because she was next to the window where he saw Ash. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? So then Ash takes the opportunity to knock him the fuck out and take his gun. And belts it. Then we get a nice exposition where you see them going on the train to the prison to carry out Halloween 3's um, meeting that he had in the morning while over the shots of the train, Ash explains everything they're doing. Yeah, saying, we're now going to Sing Sing to have this conversation because something, something, something. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, so they're going to go see the coroner to find out what happened to Matt. Nobody IDs them. No, and he is like the most wanted man in New York. Yeah, exactly. They just walk straight into the prison. He's a cop killer. Yeah, then they start asking the head of the, the head coroner or whatever about Matt and he's like I don't know who that is and then he's like actually I do know who that is and then he's like actually now I want to see some ID but doesn't he get the file first gives him the file and then says that he wants to see ID 
Yeah. And it's like, oh, you can't have ID because he's dead. He died this morning. Check your paper. How fast are these papers printed? <laughs> I mean, well done, printing press. Also, do you reckon they would have been named like everyone in that police station was massacred? And again, that's kind of more proof that Bruce Campbell's not the killer because he punches out the other guy and doesn't kill him. And then the other two cops that come across him as well. Who are like, oh, he said, don't come after us, so who will stay here or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I like that line. Again, great line, great line. I don't think the coroner did anything wrong, to be fair. It's not his fault that Maniac Cop turned out to be a, a murderer because, to be fair, Maniac Cop got fucked over. He was a really good cop that was like a bit, maybe well, a bit of a vigilante. Yeah. And then he got screwed over by the politicians and was thrown in with them. Now, I don't know if he was. Uh, yeah, so he shouldn't have been sent there. No. But I think they're basically like, this guy's, this guy's killed a lot of people instead of arresting them for minor drug charges. So we're going to lock He's cleaning away. up the streets too, literally. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so they basically say that, yeah, we decided instead of when we realized that he still had a heartbeat, but he was brain dead, instead of sending him back into prison, because that's where you put brain dead people. <laughs> Not to a hospital. Where he would have been killed again. I decided to fake his death and have his girlfriend pick him up. Not to send him to a fucking hospital. Where has she been caring for him? I'm pretty sure if, if I was sent to prison for murder or whatever and then I got fucked up in the prison, they would take me to an actual hospital and have like police waiting there until I'm ready to go and then they'd take me to a different prison. But also he was the coroner. Wouldn't they check your pulse before sending you to the coroner? I know, right? It's so weird they didn't realise he was still alive. But it's like where he's been cut up. He's, he's probably... He'll, he'll die. He'll yeah, die soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, that I mean, there's a lot of logic in this film that doesn't make sense. Oh, so then something really important happens. Bruce Campbell leaves as a woman walks in and tells the yeah. doctor that it's St. Patrick's Day. you got to put on your green tie because it's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, they're about to make a big show about St. Patrick's Day because why, why else would this happen? And they cut to St. Patrick's Day parade. Yeah, I feel like... Because there's so many police involved with that parade that maybe it should have men been mentioned at some point earlier in the film. And also... And they shot that footage before they shot the film. Yeah, and then we've got Sam Raimi there as a news reporter talking about the maniac cop and how yep. people are afraid of the police. And I assume that that was an actual just St. Paddy's Day parade that they lined Most up likely, in front of yeah. and filmed him because there were like lots of people there and they filmed like some little bits. I wonder if they were actually walking around with cop killer signs filming that. <laughs> like probably. Because yeah, yeah, they probably. they use that footage to secure the funding for the rest of the film. They're like, it's going to be big budget stuff like parades and reporters. <laughs> and Sam Raimi. <laughs> Who? <laughs> You'll know him. Oh, yeah, what in in the year twenty twenty? He did this really good Spider Man three film. You'll oh, you're it. gonna love it. It's the best one. He's so emo. Then Jack convinces Teresa to go in and warn the commissioner because he's definitely at the top of his hit list. So she does that, and surprisingly, they tell another officer just to arrest her. Yeah, to book her because um, annoyingly. She was like the. He was like. Oh, she was like. The lieutenant the... left a voicemail yeah. on his answer machine, which saying that the killer has been working with his girlfriend, who also works in the force, 
who was Miss Noland. Unfortunately, Teresa is also the girlfriend of the guy that they suspect. Uh, yeah, and also she's like, no, you got it wrong. That was Christopher Nolan. And she's like, and they're like, are oh, you blaming that poor, defenseless, disabled woman who's now dead <laughs> to try to like hide your thing? And it's just like, no, I'm telling you the fucking truth. I'm pretty sure she tells him then that, that Matt guy's still alive and is out for revenge. And he's like, and she's like, he's coming for you. And he's like, oh, I don't care. That's not true. That's obviously a lie. Yeah. So and then, he lasts um, seconds. <laughs> so the dude who's who's charged with booking her, he's like, give me a scoop. Give me give me all the information you have. I want to get a promotion from this. Before he does that, he's like uncuffs her. He's like, oh, we've got the room to ourselves. And I was like, oh no, a rape cop. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he just wants her to spill the beans. Yeah, yeah. Not spill anything else. There's a lot less notes on this page because the majority of the end of the film was a car chase. It's like, I don't need to make notes during this. <laughs> it was. Um, so, yeah, so then then the commissioner and someone else. The captain. Yeah, two really important people walk out and we see them get murdered through, um, through a door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guys, stop pulling your fucking punches. These are big murders. You've said he's number one in his hit list. Let us see the satisfaction of him being murdered. Nope, and it also, if it was that easy for him to get to him, he could have done that ages ago. And what, he just walked through, killed everyone in that building. Like, just because he's dressed like a police officer, you can't just walk into places because, like, his face is mangled. He's so disfigured. He'd be like, hang on. He's covered in blood, I'm sure. His the woman that was doing his dry cleaning is now dead. He killed her. Um, he also turned on her really quickly, considering she was still on his side. Yes, he did. And considering she's nurtured him for years, apparently, or at least three days. Also, um, when just before he kills Halloween three, and before she starts hitting him with the crutch, he goes into the room that's hers and finds her handbag or whatever. And inside the handbag is the glove that she had. And it's just like, oh no. What she's in league with maniac cop? It's like why did he why was that relevant? Why did he need to find this? That? You watched her take it. Mm-hmm. I also I mean he didn't even need the gloves, but it was I guess a nice touch. He now just had one glove on for the rest of the film. Yeah. It's weird. That was that yeah. was pointless. I wonder if New York Spiders still walk around wearing Mickey Mouse gloves. I don't think they do, you know. It feels like you'd only do that when you're playing the trumpet. Yeah, exactly. Or in a parade, maybe, which apparently mm. are his favourite things, even though he never joins the parade. Can you imagine if he got sidetracked and just joined the parade? And was just like, like, he should have been walking along as like a drummer boy and then just <laughs> stabbing people with drumsticks every offbeat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ramming people's head through giant, like, bass drums. And then he drives the parade throat through, like, a school. That would have been cool. Yeah, like, that would have dr- been much better. Like, like, like um, drives the paddy wagon into a load of drummers. <laughs> Why? Why is the only thing in your parade drummers? <laughs> so they had drummers and one trumpeter. <laughs> so then the other cop decides to actually book Teresa. Mm-hmm. So he handcuffs himself to her. To her? He handcuffs himself to her and not just yeah. handcuffs her hands behind her back. That, that way she can't run away. She couldn't really run away with a handcuff well, in a police station. Well, you tell that to the guy that tripped up and landed face first in concrete after, like, <laughs> prank calling a bunch of people. But I don't think police do that. I don't think police handcuff themselves to, like, convicts. 
I've, I've seen it's, it in several films. It, yeah, but in real life, say, you, oh, this woman's a convicted murderer. I'm going to well, handcuff myself. Knock, to her. If he knocks, if like she knocks him out, then she's stuck with his body attached to her arm. But either way, you've attached yourself to a dangerous criminal, and only they have think, one free arm. I think if you were going to do it, you should then swallow the key. Because otherwise, if they beat you up, well, maybe that's what themselves. maybe that's what Maniac Cop fought, and that's why he stabbed a guy in the stomach to get the key out. <laughs> I'll make an easy entrance point for. Her. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they walk along with that like diatribe of like just spewing shit um, until he gets stabbed halfway through a sentence, and then again the killer disappears. Yeah, so. She drags. She managed to drag him does into it, another does room. Does he and... want to kill her? Does he want to kill her? I think so. I think he wants to kill everyone. But then, because we've seen that he can kill two people very quickly when they're not handcuffed to each other. We've seen that he can kill multiple people very He's quickly. He just killed one person through complete surprise, and she's just stood there unarmed and handcuffed to now a, an immediately dead body. And he's in front of her with a knife and just does nothing. And he disappears into that doorway again so she goes into the room blocks the door oh she tries to get through a door but there, there's a body in the way and then the body moves out the way of the door so she can get in <laughs> um she gets in uncuffs herself throws a chair out the window and goes out on the roof bruce campbell sees Which, her have you ever seen anyone pick up a chair so feebly in your life <laughs> well she goes out onto the roof and the other police see it and maniac cop is trying to get to her but can't for whatever reason Bruce He's Campbell runs out. Then the other police see Bruce Campbell and they're like, oh, there's the killer. There's Forrester. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's literally, he's literally there. Like this table, this shipping furniture being thrown out of the fucking windows. Lee, who gives a shit about glass? <laughs> nice. They chuck him. Jake throws him into the fucking uh, back of the police paddy wagon. He's like, this bug's gone blood symbol and throws him in. And then all of a sudden, Maniac Cop is now outside. Teleportation. And gets into the car and just speeds off. I think he may have just jumped off the balcony, landed, and then grabbed him and thrown him out. What happened the to the rest of the squad? Exactly. They there just were like stand there. six of them. But then, why is this guy so against trying to kill Bruce Campbell? Because he hasn't got any problem with him. The whole point was to frame him for some reason. Also, I'd just like to point out that when they pulled the truck out of the water at the end and there's no body there, all the other police would still be like, Bruce Campbell is still the one who did this. But also, what happened to the rest of the inside of that truck? Like, there was no separation between the front driving cockpit area and the stowage in the back. Like, it was one hollow van. When? When they pull it out? Yeah, and I did see in one of the goose that apparently... It's a different the, van. The, the truck had changed, and the car changed. Well, that's why he's not in it, because they pulled the wrong... <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> the dock is falling apart. Vans fall off of there every, every five minutes. So then ensues one of the longest car chases. As this, as After the woman runs, she slides down on the New York um, fire escape that looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that. And then, yeah, she just jumps into a car without any identification while looking like a prostitute. Starts loading like, a gun. Yeah. Has unnecessary conversations with that other police officer about where they're going. And you're like, oh, you're like, oh, she's finally going to do something, like I said. But then she just shows up, fires into the air, walks yeah. up to the maniac cop so that he can just take the gun. He just hits her. 
And she goes, Miles, yeah. And then he turns around and shotguns. I'm very glad that we skipped past the long, quite tedious skidding. Axing the door open. A skidding. Um, uh, the, 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 um, the chase. The chase was like the 20 chasing. minutes long, I swear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's, yeah, he's axing the door open. And then Ash runs through. What a bold like, move. <laughs> yeah. Charges an axe and a maniac. Lands on the floor. And the dude doesn't continue to swing and like cut him in half. Yeah. But then when the other cop tries to shoot him and misses with a fucking shotgun. A point blank range. Yeah. Maniac cop then shotguns him and he flies fucking mar. It reminded <laughs> me of Hot Shots Part Deux, where he just gets like splattered against the wall. He's like, that's one hell of a gun. But then why does Maniac Cop get into the car to drive he off? He hears sirens. Oh, okay. He doesn't want to get caught, so he heads back home into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and he just tried... I don't know if he was trying to drive straight or if it's because Ash... Oh, it's because Ash grabbed onto the side of the car and kept yanking on the thing. The wheel, and, and occasionally and, punching him in a scarred face. Yeah, and like Maniac Cop had lost his we super saw his face. We saw his face. Oh, yeah, we do, yeah. He but looks only great. Only one shot. You see then, it co- You do, but he doesn't have any makeup on. I didn't notice that. I read it in the goose, but I didn't notice that his makeup. I was kept watching it like when he was fighting him and like grabbing stuff and and like running towards the van. I was like, why does he look clean now? That's a weird thing to have accidentally not done when you've gone to costume, just skipped over makeup. <laughs> Don't need that today. Yep. Nope. But his face looked really nice. It's just a shame, like, they showed it, yeah, had it on that day. They must have had scars on him when he, when that pole went through him. So, he, yeah, he's driving and Ash keeps hitting him. Then he drives through a wall. I think that takes Ash off. Uh, No, no. He actually leaves Ash. He lets Ash, sorry, lean inside the door while they go through the wall. And then Ash pops back out (laughs) the door, clocks him. Ash is like super strength here as he's like flying left and right and grabbing hold of different bars. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, he recorrects his course with the steering wheel and just goes windscreen first into um, into a sailing mast with a spike at the tip of it. <laughs> as you sure. do. And then straight into the water. I yeah. don't... I, what was Bruce Campbell trying to do? Because, like, again, the police think he's the killer... So now there's no body or anything to prove that he's not the killer. But mm. I guess they did see the police, the, the guy dressed as a police officer p- getting into the car and speeding off. It's just weird. It's just a st- yeah. no one thought about this when they wrote it, I don't think. No. And the, okay, so then it cuts to, I guess, later that day or the next day, maybe in a few hours' time once they've got the winch. And there's loads of police officers stood around. Loads, Ash, Ash and his girlfriend are like wearing like blankets and they're all kind of chill now. And yeah, they're all holding shotguns, pointing it at this van that's been underwater for quite a while. Yeah. I, I'm not too sure why they were doing that. <laughs> um, and they, they check around the front and he's disappeared. Yeah. How does it end? Then it pans down to the water and you see a hand reach out and touch a pole and then it freeze frames, I believe. It does freeze frame. And that, James, was 1988's classic film, the beginning of the trilogy, Maniac Cop. The one that started it all. (laughs) Yeah, the start of the 
world famous franchise. I was like, if you have the ability to hold your breath, unless unless he was pinned into place, and when they lifted up the van, he was released. But one thing I quite enjoyed is that they lifted it up and it had that massive mask coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, shit, we can't put it down. So the next shot, they cut to it, and the mask wasn't there, and they lowered it onto its nose because <laughs> they picked it up on the back of the truck. But I'm like, unless he was pinned into place, and when they lifted the van, he escaped, why was he still hanging around there? And why would he choose that moment to raise his hand up? That's very suspicious. Just Everyone was looking around at that point. I think just so that we know there's going to be a Maniac Cop too. You could have cut to a shot of him like some some muddy legs climbing out of a bank somewhere. That would have been nice. Yeah. I'd be happy with that. So what did you think of this film that you've made us watch, James? So, again, my last comment was, eh. Couldn't be asked to write the M. Eh. But it looked nice. It had eh. a bit of budget to it. It was like one point something million. It did not make that back in the box office. I'm it surprised did. there's sequels. Yeah, it took back like 600,000. So it was quite a big loss. It was 1.1 yeah. million. They, they lost half a mil. <laughs> uh, it's apparently had lots of bits cut out from it in different really? versions. Yeah, so apparently when it was released in the UK initially, it didn't have the stabbing up. And in like there's like a Swedish version or something where they cut out a violent kick to a knee. And in Turkey, they named it something different where... Yeah. What was it? They didn't want to have cops linked to as maniacs and killers. So they called him like a maniac killer or something, which makes it sound like he's killing maniacs. Why even bother if like, if it's that offensive, just don't release it. Don't release the film because as soon as anyone watches it, it's going to be a cop killing people. (laughs) Unless they like, I don't know, animated over his body and changed all the subtitles. Just Mickey Mouse walking around slaughtering people. He's <laughs> a pianist. I gave it 2.5. Uh, me too. Yeah, I was like, it's not the worst. I've it's seen not people the worst. describe it as one of the better B-movies of the 80s. I mean, it's not the first time I've seen it, and I don't know if it would be the last time I'll see it. I can't think of any reason why I'd want to watch it anytime soon, but it, like, yeah, it wasn't awful. I think I, you could remake this and it could be pretty good, to be honest with you. I think there is a I remake coming. it has coming. been remade. I think there's one coming from the looks of it. Ah. The title card's up in the director, but there's no um, stuff. Okay. But yeah, it's not It's not awful. It, it, I think I've probably said this before as well. It kind of feels like a first draft. It kind of needs another looking over. Like yeah. it, it, it is a good About 80s the film. Sc- the script, the shooting, and the edit. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, of a lot of the like B movies... There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of exposition in this, but in a lot of the other ones, there's a lot of talking and you don't see fuck all until the last few minutes. Yeah, true. Um, at least this had a good amount of killings peppered throughout so that, um, you know, to keep you interested. It's yeah. Just the, plot, the plot's a bit thin, really. It's like, a bit weak. Well, it's not that it's thin. It there's a thin lot of plot. There's a lot of in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense, basically. It's yeah. an odd film. Yeah, it, it really feels like it was like weakly stitched together. Yes, like just like the maniac cop himself. <laughs> Without any stitches. <laughs> Held together by flailing skin. I've seen pictures as well where it looks like his face gets more and more fucked up 
Well, he uh, definitely dies in the end of two, and then in three, he's brought back with voodoo magic, so he definitely becomes a zombie. Oh, he becomes why, a Voorhees. Yes, which is why I thought he was a Voorhees in this one, but he's not. Yes, yeah. It's the third one, his face looks really fucked up, where he's got half a nose. Yeah. Half a nose, and that he's got massive scars throughout his face. Yeah. And his face is green. I mean, I think the guy who plays Maniac Cop is like an... Uh, I wouldn't say was wasted in this, but I would like to see more. I'd kind of like to see this done a bit better. Yeah, I would. I would also like to see. I would have liked to have seen his face a little bit early on. Yeah, because as soon as we know it's not Bruce, which is very early. Yeah. Basically, as soon as we're introduced to Bruce, we know we then find out in the next scene that it wasn't him. Yeah. I think that's fine. Then show us the killer, the killer's face. Well, they do that a bit in like Halloween. You don't really see the killer's face and then when you do he's wearing a mask and the same with they do it in friday the 13th too i definitely where you don't see jason's face quite a lot of it and then when you see him he's got a bag on his head yeah so you don't even see his face until right at the end. they even have a bit where they pull the mask off and we as the audience don't see his face until he smashes through the window later on yeah but in this like they weren't hiding it very well yeah they were just framing him from the shoulders down in like every shot. There was a couple of shots where he was shadow on his face. So you couldn't see it. Yeah, true. Oh, down the alley and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think in like 2021, when people don't really like the police that much these days, this film would probably work a bit better if they, there was a guy going around killing people dressed as a police officer. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the kind of Vox Pops are going to look like in that, <laughs> that remake. <laughs> Also, like you'd need to explain better as to why he seems to be impervious to bullets. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. He's brain dead, so he's he can absorb twenty rounds from magnums at like point blank range. And they try to say like, oh no, he had a bulletproof vest on, and she was like, no. And I shot him in the head several times. I feel like it implies that he can speak because I feel like that woman when she goes to see him talks to him, but he doesn't really talk back. Yeah, I don't think he can talk. I think okay. she, I think she just talks to him. He's a weird type of brain dead where he just can't talk and wants to kill everyone, but does dress neatly still and go out on his job and kill people on his job. I think he may just be a mute because his like throat was slashed and his jaw was broken and carved up. Okay. But everything else is still functioning. But maybe he was a little bit slow. And so they assume he was brain dead. We've seen these a little bit cumbersome with things. It's just, I've said this a billion times, but a better concept than it is a film. Because I like the idea that he's basically the Punisher and then he gets fucked over for it and then becomes an even better Punisher. Mm. But it's also a little bit odd that he's he starts off by only killing innocents and then goes on a police rampage. Yeah, it's almost like, why did he do the innocent stuff? Yeah. Because then the police wouldn't have known he was and coming. Like, why is he hanging around the playground at night? Who was he planning on killing at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> was he waiting until morning? Also, it really bugged me the superimposed lightning in the in those shots because, like, it clearly wasn't raining or anything. <laughs> yeah, and also in in like those opening the opening wide shots of New York City, they're so shaky. We've given it a five out of ten. I think that's pretty okay rating for it. Yeah, maybe it just has a 4.5. I wish there was yeah, a video fine. of uh, equivalent to this so you could see how fucking not bothered we look. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's that's definitely how I felt watching it and writing notes. I was like, do I have to write this? <laughs> that's the problem. When a film's this average, because it's not bad, it's just average. You can't really make fun of it. You can't really do it. It's just meh. So I've just seen this really nice Blu-ray cover. That is the cover that's on Amazon Prime, I believe. Also, look in the background at what film is showing on the cinema in that film. Maniac Cop. Yeah. <laughs> so what's happening here? Who's the woman? Who's the woman there? Is that yeah, Bruce Campbell's wife? I don't know, but she's got her tits out. She's what completely she? naked. She seems to be dressed in a plastic bag. Yep, that is all she's wearing. She's covered in blood. Who's the guy in the background holding the umbrella? I don't know. Is that that's Bruce Campbell, is it? supposed to be see i know why you'd put bruce campbell on the cover because bruce campbell's kind of famous now but also he's not really i don't think he warrants being on the cover i think you should put halloween three on the cover yeah also that was another thing as well that like the main character dies like two thousand way through the film also again james sorry this cover we're looking at which is a new piece of artwork for arrow no offense to arrow they're a great company but look at maniac cop's face that is rotting he has teeth for eyes. <laughs> and teeth is, for lips. He is not that level of um Who like, the fuck rotted. is that? Who is that guy? Yeah. What is, is that going the down? kid that gets killed by the car, maybe? But why is he posing with an umbrella? This someone's just been beaten to death here. Is she on a body bag? Is she Yeah, there's someone else that's been killed and she's wearing a see-through. What plastic bag and is completely naked besides just, that if anyone listening just google arrow blu-ray maniac cop this is the cover we're looking at it oh, it's a beautiful piece of artwork it's a beautiful piece of artwork but it's interesting it's yeah and there's definitely some creative license there yeah so i believe you have found another film for us to watch oh yes yeah. so james we are going from Maniac Cop 2. We both have Shudder currently. A little film called Madman. 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 It says, don't say his name. Madman. Madman. 1981 it's from, James. Well, we're going back in time. We're going back in time. At a summer camp in the woods, Max, <sighs> one of the counsellors, decides to regale the campers and other counsellors with a frightening tale of a local oh, serial killer. Film. Really? Yeah, it's Friday the 13th. It, it could also be The Burning. Uh, no, no. It could also be Camp, Sleepaway Camp. Um, no. It's been a while since we've done a camp slasher film. It has. So maybe uh, this will be uh, a good one to do. Hopefully, hopefully there's some good kills in it. Fingers crossed, yeah. I, ho- I hope we have some nice gore because they definitely shied away from gore in this one. Which, yeah, which is what I'm here for. I'm here for like ridiculous violence yeah exactly I, I'm, I'm here to you know to have my my senses deadened yeah so i can go out and commit atrocities yeah same i want to know that i'm being trained to do this to other people i don't want to feel anything when i bring down the hammer no i yeah uh, exactly the, the only thing the only thing i want to feel when i go out shooting is recoil mm. Mm. Yes, please. <laughs> Can't wait for your next rampage. <laughs> it's kind of hard to do in lockdown because no one's out in the streets. Oh, just go to the houses. It's fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> no one will find them. Well, James. Go to a motel. They'll just let you in. Oh, yeah. Just ask at the door. They'll give you any key to any you room. You got a key? Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee. Well, James. I guess, um, I guess we'll enjoy going back to camp on the next. Say this, Phil. When a cop turns killer, you have the right to remain silent forever.